Greetings, horror fans, and welcome to episode 182 of Frightmares. I'm your host, Austin Proctor, and today I've got Corey Johnson in the house. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, and good morning to you. All right, I like it. He's uh, <laughs> what? What's that water called? I don't even know what it's called. Oh, the the, uh, the Callaway Blue. Callaway Blue. Water. It's funny because it's like in a it's in a very blue bottle, and you said exactly why I bought it. I was like, is this the water that Waterboy drinks? And I'm like, I think it is because <laughs> not only does it look like the it's like glowing blue, but it is fucking delicious. And he can confirm, it is refreshing. It is very very good. <laughs> It quenches the cotton mouth real nice. Well, it was during the time when um, it was like that second water scare recently where everyone bought up the water and I saw Callaway Blue and I'm like, it's the only water I'm going to buy it. And I was like, now I'm only buying this. So yeah, you, you can get it at your local Publix if you're in Florida or Georgia, South Carolina. But yeah, that is the most refreshing water ever. Um, excuse me. We are talking about Black Box today, continuing on Black History Month. Um Every movie we pick this month has a black director, and I'm going to give you some fun facts here in a minute um, about black history as we continue on. But of course, we have to open it up, talk about some things. Um, I got an email from Fangoria that did all my work for me, so I'm just going to go off this email. First and foremost, we have to talk about the back rooms because that not oh, only... I am so hyped for this. So hyped. So not only is... And if you don't know what the back rooms are... Pause this right now. Go to fucking YouTube. It is, uh, they were done by the 17 year old. I think at the time he was even younger. I think now so, he's 17. No, he, I think he's 19 now. Okay, so maybe it was 17. Yeah, he started when he was 17 yeah. with, uh, with a program, with a program called Blender. It's a, like, uh, <clears throat> it's like a 3D modeling program. So all of the videos are done in 3D. He just, adds yeah. a, such a nice grain and film effect on it that it looks like somebody built all of this somewhere Ooh. that they're doing. Oh. It's fantastic. Um, There's actually a, a new one that I haven't seen from five months ago. I'll yeah. Watch that. So I, I've been following this since like the first short came out because I love the back rooms as a concept. It's a, yeah. it's a fantastic thing. Um, cause it falls into that SCP realm as well. Um, so it's been really fun to watch and a couple YouTubers that I follow on a fairly regular basis have done interviews with this guy and none of what you hear him talk about even hints that he's doing this. And yeah. there, there were, there were interviews like as recent as like four months ago. Ooh, okay. So he, so good on Kane for keeping shit so close to the vest that like, especially for being that young. Yeah. I had no, no I, I said everything he, to everyone. Uh, he deserves all the praise. And even if this movie isn't good, it's, it's a foundation work for Getting yeah. like no name creators into the creative space. It is it is a platform for a whole new generation of like horror and spooky cinema. Oh, yeah. And I'm fucking about it. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it was so uh, let me give you some background on the back rooms in case you don't know. Straight from Wikipedia, The Backrooms is an urban legend or creepypasta which originated in 2019. Uh, 4chan thread about unsettling images, one of the first examples of liminal spaces, an internet aesthetic which includes usually busy locations depicted as unnaturally empty. The Backrooms are an endless maze of office rooms which are entered by no clipping, out of reality, in the wrong areas. Um, as its popularity grew, internet users have expanded upon the concept, or the original concept, by creating different levels and entities which inhabit the backrooms. Fan-made videos, coll uh, collaborative uh, fiction wikis, and YouTube videos have been inspired, have also inspired the backrooms. So yeah, essentially there's, it's. I think there's actually a game too you can play. So there, there are a bunch of games, and the whole the whole idea behind the aesthetic is you, you literally break it down into liminal being an in-between space. Right. So the whole aesthetic is to, like, imagine... Anything, any kind of picture of Chernobyl recently, and that's kind of like a liminal space, quote unquote. It's a place where you should see all of these people bustling activity, but it's seemingly yeah. dead for no other reason. Like everybody just got up and disappeared. Yeah. And also for those who are not in the know, no clipping is a video game term. So everything in video games has what's called collision. So like, so it, 
interacts like physical objects. Were. Right. Clipping is when certain polygons will like intersect through each other and not connect like solids would. So like if you were to no clip through the floor, you would be able to essentially phase through the floor right. or phase through a wall yep. for, for those that aren't. Cause I, that that's kind of a niche term. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I'm glad you explained that. Cause I, I know like what it is, but I can't formulate the words. Uh, so, but yeah, pretty much uh, the backroom videos on YouTube are office spaces. It's all like this just disgusting yellow color. People described it as uh, musty, soggy carpets. The buzz from the um, like the overhead incandescent light, lights, incandescent yeah. lighting, and yeah, the first levels just whatever you know, and everything. It not it's like all out of sorts too. It's like office spaces, but it's like weird combinations of. It's very hard to explain. You just need to go watch it. And then there's these fucking things. I don't even know what if they have a name that just wander around the back room. So all all the quote unquote groups of the back rooms call everything sort of different things. Okay. Because the the groups in the back rooms are kind of uh for lack of a better term tribalistic. Like you you've got like the scientist group and then you've got like the explorer group okay. and then you've got like the guys that just loot everything and sell it back to everybody. <laughs> Um, then you've got the people that just want to go out and like collect supplies so everybody can survive. Yeah. So you get these dichotomies of things going on inside the back rooms and it's, it's a really cool, especially if you dive into like the, the like fictional wikis about it all. It's, it's hours upon hours worth of reading. <laughs> There's a lot uh, that goes into this, but back on the movie, so, viral shorts from Kane Parsons getting a feature film from A24 and James Wan. So, A24, Atomic Monster, Churnin Entertainment, and 21 Laps Entertainment are joining forces to adapt Kane Parsons' massively viral YouTube horror uh, universe, The Backrooms. Uh, Bloody Disgusting has learned Chur Churnin Entertainment will co-finance along with A24. So, you've got James Wan, A24... What the fuck? That's not that's not just like some some shitty production companies. Those are big, big production companies. I, I like to imagine that Kane is like in a film class at his local community college, just like trying to go through the steps so he can say he did it right. They proposition this to him and he just walks in class Monday morning and just gives his film like <laughs> professor the biggest finger like, fuck you. I quit. I made it. I'm getting the Hollywood <laughs> money and he is, uh, and I'm getting the James Wan treatment. Like. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's Kane is supposed to be heavily involved if not directing, but he's going to be, at the helm. So that is amazing because it started off as a fucking YouTube thing. But I mean, they're, they're very well done for YouTube. Like they are extremely and well done. And what's, what's awesome. I don't, I don't want to like put too much hype on this for you and me, but there is, there's a possibility that this could be found footage. I mean, it's, be, it, because it, it, the it would have to be. Yeah. It would the, have but, to be. But the entire premise is done in found footage well, yeah. quote unquote found footage style. It's P yeah, POV, yeah. you know, like it's So it's it's very likely that we could be getting that and I that's I want that so much. <laughs> yeah, it would feel weird if it wasn't uh POV style, so I'm 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 assuming it would. So if we get a POV style movie from James Wan and A24, I, I mean I can die happy. That is literally <laughs> goals. I mean, holy shit. So let's hope it'll stay like it'll it'll go found footage or at least POV style. Uh, which kind of go hand in hand, but I can't, I don't see anything about how it will be filmed, but I'm assuming since Kane is going to be involved, he's going to say this, you know, it only really works this way. It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't make sense to go normal cinematography. So one can hope what, that what would uh, be even more amazing is if they did it in the style he's already doing it and just crank the entire shit out through blender. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> care if it's like, cause uh, uh, the videos online, they're not really, like I said, they're not found footage. It's just POV. No one's talking, no one's saying anything, at least that I can remember. So even if they do it that way and they don't recognize the camera, whatever, I don't care if it's done the same way it's done. in the YouTube videos, happy fucking camper found footage would be an added bonus. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That would just be an added bonus. But there's so much shit you can do with this because yeah. it's, it's all made up. It's, so, it's all yeah. made up. So yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And, and the other thing that makes me love this so much more is it is a truly original IP that's going yeah. out there. And it is an IP that is built on the premise of, hey, 
add your own shit. Yeah. That's what makes this cool. Yeah. So now we have a foundation of, all right, let everybody play in the sandbox. <laughs> Pretty much. So, I mean, you, you can do multiple movies. I just, as long as they don't like overdo it, like it should be no more than like, like 80 minutes, like hour 20 max, like just oh, get yeah. it, get in, get out. But uh, I have a lot of hope for that. Uh, nothing on its release, but of, of course, you know, I'm going to keep everyone up to date on what's going on with that because that is that is uh, very. I'm very looking forward to that. It'll probably be sometime. I would assume, that's 2023. Uh, probably next year, maybe even 2025. But we shall see. It's got big names behind it, so they can get in and yeah. uh, get that shit done. I will be doing. So. I will be doing my own part for advertising <laughs> and standing <laughs> on every local roof of every local parking garage, just shouting about it. <laughs> just <laughs> t- t- Tuesdays at three p.m. Check your local parking garage. Right. It's just like it's like who's that up there? Oh, it's just Corey's three p.m. on Tuesday. That's his time, man. That's his time. He's letting everybody know about the fucking back rooms. Um. So yeah, that is the back rooms. If like again, if you haven't seen it, go check it out on YouTube. There's a bunch of shorts about it. And Kane's not the only one that's done things. There's other videos out there too. Um, but there's another interesting thing that's happening uh, in the works of movies, and that is I know what you did last summer legacy sequel that is in the works currently. Um, if you don't know what a legacy sequel is, it's essentially what Scream Five was. Um, it's a sequel with returning cast members, but also new cast. You know, new cast coming in. Do you like? I don't know why that. I don't know what accent so, that was. I mean, uh, but uh, do you like? Do you like that movie? Or I, I am, I am indifferent about it. It was one of those movies that you know came across my eyes during the whole video tan era of my life yeah so it was like i know what you did last summer and scream and what was the other fucking scary movies or oh yeah all the scary movies just kind of like the teen screams yeah yeah very much so um so it's it's one of those like i it's not i don't dislike it it does it doesn't give me the scream icks like, like, but it's also, it's not, I don't care. So you're, yeah, I'm you're, not, you're I'm not gonna, I'm not, not going to be like, yo, put on, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, but yeah. if somebody puts it on, I'm not going to be like, eh. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, it's one of those movies. I like also, it. Nobody like just puts it on. So it's true. <laughs> I have not been somewhere with like, let's watch this. Uh, no, but I mean, yeah, I like the original. I think it's a lot of fun. And even the sequel was actually pretty decent, but, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr., who starred in the original 90s slasher are in talks to reprise their role. Oh yeah, it is um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I thought it yeah. was I thought it was Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, all the time oh I my think God. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me another three namer, but no, that was completely not no. what I was thinking. Uh so yeah, I mean, it, I'm down for it, you know. They that seems to be the thing that they do lately with movies is, you know, they did that with Scream. There's something else I did that with. I can't what remember. What happened to our Final Destination remake? I know. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> that was supposed to go straight to HBO Max this or last year. You know what? That's a good idea. Let me look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I wanted that more than more than I realized. And now that I'm remembering about it, I'm angry. Now I'm angry. <laughs> uh, Final Damn it, HBO. Final Destination 6. Uh, pre, uh, it's still in pre-production? What the fuck even? Miramax is not. Oh, Letting man. shit go. That's bullshit. That's probably what's happening. Yeah. I, I know that was supposed to go to HBO Max, but I guess not. But yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, I'm down. It's not something I'm near as excited about as like the back rooms. You know, this is something that'll be like, cool, if you, if you do it good, then yeah, I'll go check it out. But it's not something that's like high up on my list. But it is worth noting because that is, a you know, it's a pretty popular movie for sure. Uh, I think that was it. Oh, oh, no. There's one more thing real quick. And uh, it's actually another found footage style joint here. It's called The Outwaters. Have you heard of that? I so that is scratching a piece of my brain. I am pretty (laughs) sure I have at least seen something about probably in one of our horror groups. Probably the found footage one, maybe. Yeah, because it is it is a found footage style movie. That is actually coming out to certain theaters. My buddy who lives out in Texas, uh, Mikey. You, I don't even know why I said my buddy. Mikey from Slashers. You know him. Yeah. Um, he's actually going to see it tonight, I think, uh, which is Thursday. But yeah, it's a horror sci-fi thriller shot in the POV style. And it is four travelers encounter menacing phenomenon while camping in a remote stretch of the Mojave Desert. There is a trailer online. It's kind of like a teaser. And it doesn't show much. But what is in there looks pretty fuck it. Like, it's it's going to be one of those, like, fuck you up movies for sure. Right, 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 right. Um, so, yeah, there's not... I don't really even think I know anybody that's involved. Directed by Robbie Banfitch. Um, no, I, I mean, I don't recognize anything that he's done. 
just looks like one of those movies that's going to come out with a bunch of nobodies and rock our fucking world, which uh, is, oh, Robbie Banfitch is actually the, one of the f- stars in this as well. So he's writing and acting in it. Okay. But it's got a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb right now. And that's, pro- that's for found footage. Oh, yeah. That's, no, that's unreal. Great. That is absolutely unreal. And I believe it has like a 3.2. Let me double check. Yeah, 3.2. It's kind of weird ratings on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, now that I'm seeing the title card, it's much more familiar. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to be released. Uh, like I said, it's going to some theaters uh, around. I haven't seen it at AMC, but it is what it is. Um, but that's going to be something I'm going to wait to like wait to see about streaming because I love me some found footage, and that one looks like it's going to be fucking crazy so and i know you love found footage too oh yeah yeah always so that's uh, another found footage (laughs) thing that's happening speaking of found footage oh do it so i've uh i'm starting to like hang out with this person and she is not super into horror movies but she's always willing to give it a try okay so i'm like all right dope (laughs) um this is the one that said uh that the hell house movies are a turducken Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a found footage movie inside of found footage. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> she's like 100% accurate with that statement. Um, there, there has been a limit set on found footage slash POV horror. Because <laughs> that one got her or something? Eight hours a month is all she... Oh, my God. <laughs> she's like, you, you can't keep doing this to me. <laughs> but there's so many. <laughs> I, I'm like, eight hours? I have like 80 80- what do you mean i've got so many in my repertoire what are you talking about yeah so she she likes them but it's like she she doesn't like doesn't like found footage oh doesn't like not not about it oh man (laughs) i mean it it does it does you know gives you a sense of realism that's why i think i like them so much when done right they give you that like sense of realism so that's why i always find myself going back to some of my favorites like as above so below oh yeah oh Oh, my god not it's one of my favorites god damn it now i gotta go home and watch that one (laughs) it's in my blu-ray player to watch tonight i I was like (laughs) i was like you know what the clock has ticked up on that it's about that time it's like it's in my blu-ray player to watch tonight i was gonna watch it last night but i was like fuck i gotta work tomorrow so i'm watching that shit tonight it's just so fucking good it's, i i think i might even butt my rating up now because i i literally watched that found footage movie i think more than most I, it's so good i think it's a five out of five for me so i i can't go any higher yeah, i can't do five or six out of five it doesn't even make sense uh but yeah outwaters we'll keep you posted on that that's gonna be something i will watch immediately um, and then I guess we can move on to uh, some things that we've watched recently. Have you seen anything besides uh, showing her Hell House? <laughs> um, I have been watching Last of Us. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm it's, waiting till all that comes. I've heard it's amazing. No, I I will I will tell you from personal experience. Watch it in segments. Okay. It because it's 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 a lot of emotions and a lot of shit to binge like yeah and i've never played the games like the tonal shit well you don't really have to there's they leave enough to creative license that you don't have to play the games to really be invested i've seen the side by sides though too of like some scenes the shot for shots yeah Yeah, no damn yeah no the uh never happens there's there's an entire like six minute sequence in the beginning of the uh show wow. that is like shot for shot in the video that's game. impressive that never like, happened. like same everything but like the tonal change from like episode two to three and then like from three to four it's not something that i personally would have the capacity to sit through yeah i heard because episode they, three was like at, fucking crazy oh it's so good it is a really really well written show it is everything that walking dead wishes it could have been okay walking dead after like a certain season though because walking dead was was pretty solid for a couple seasons i no, i'm talking from opening moments of the show it is better than walking dead in every aspect are they is it, do you oh my god it has a 9.2 out of 10 on imdb that's fucking crazy <laughs> Holy shit. It's really Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. And, uh, What's her face? Bella Ramsey. Yeah, Bella Ramsey. First off, Bella Ramsey steals the fucking show. She is amazing. Yeah. And Pedro Pascal is, I mean, he's just a fantastic actor to oh, begin yeah. with. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, It's it's really, really good. Um, I'm excited to watch it as it comes out 
that there's something about that weekly release it's it's just better. Yeah, I like and I like that uh except for Netflix cuz fuck you know fuck Netflix, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not even sorry, but I love how um other streaming services are going back to the week by week. It makes it so much more enjoyable to watch because I mean, yeah, do I like binging some shows? Sure, but honestly, like when they were when all the Disney shows come out for Marvel and they do it week by week, I fucking love that. It gives me something to look forward to. Well, it's you know, like it's such a good way to do it. Well, companies finally figured out what made TV great in the first place, yeah. and it's water cooler content. Yeah. You want to be able to go to work on fucking Monday and be like Yo, Tim, you see the fucking new episode of The Last of Us? Holy yeah, man, shit. it was fucking lit. Like, but when they go, all right, we're going to drop an entire show on Tuesday. Oh, well, Mark works on Tuesday, so he can't watch well, it. Fuck and Mark. fucking Phil doesn't like his subscription ran out. It's the end of the month. You got to wait till next payday. Like now, yeah. now nobody can talk about it. And it's like, fuck you. You're spoiling shit. That's, now, yeah. now it, it also eliminates the ability to actively spoil shit. Too. Well, yeah. Spoil shit beyond an episode. Yeah. yeah. That's why I hate when Stranger Things drops. I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to stop my entire fucking day and watch it all before some jackass makes a meme about something I don't understand and then fucking ruins it for me. Yeah. And then I every go, time. And then I go to the comments and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. I'll try to, I'll try to scroll past something and then I'll see it. Ah, fuck. So yeah. That's why I love that shows are are just doing this. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I guess I'll just. What are we on? Episode four for Last of Us now? Uh, yeah, going into five. Well, yeah. So episode episode four dropped a week early because they decided they were going to move it up so it didn't interfere with, with the, the, uh, with the Super Yeah, Bowl, yeah, yeah. Which That's so I, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking genius. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, the greatest show fucking America right now that everybody wants? Ah, we'll release a week early. Yeah, it'll be it'll be early so it doesn't conflict with uh, fucking NFL. That's great. That's amazing. And that's on HBO, right? Yes, it HBO is on HBO. fucking killing it. Oh, my God. My favorite streaming service. They are fucking killing it. Um, well, speaking of streaming services real quick, did you, I mean, I'm sure you saw the whole, uh, Netflix. (laughs) Oh my God. So in case you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, so you want to see that 25% get even smaller. Oh my God. I can't. So in case you don't know, uh, yeah, Netflix uh, rolled out this no sharing passwords anymore. You're going to have to have a home address and anyone that's not on that, whatever is going to be kicked off and you have to, you have to log in every 30 days or else it'll boot you out. And I'm like, you are literally trying to get rid of all your subscribers. Yeah. No one's going to fucking care. And then a few days later, they were like, oh, that was a mistake. We didn't know. That was uh, no false news. And we're like, you you know, you, you rolled that shit back because of all the flack you got. Everyone was well, and roasting them on TikTok. Well, see, and the other thing is they're already doing it. They're doing it in like all other countries. Like, yeah, yeah. So they're doing it in Brazil, Peru, Germany. And like one other place in uh, Europe. Yeah. And those places are like, this fucking this sucks. This is dumb. <laughs> like, so yeah, they tried to roll it out over here. We're like, no, that was false news. That was for other countries, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, so they, they dialed that shit back. And I'm like, because if they were to actually go through with that, I was just going to fucking cancel because... I'm off my mom's account, so and they don't use it, so I could probably keep it. But I'm like, I'm I don't fucking need it. The only thing I need it for is Stranger Things. Once Stranger Things is done, I don't need Netflix anymore. Yeah, which will be 2020 fucking four, by the way. Yeah, and Ugh. and by then, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I just want to watch I, the I, end of Stranger Things. I, I'm happy where the last season ended. And oh we'll, yeah, and, and we'll call it that. That's my ending. We're good. <laughs> That's it. So yeah, that's what Netflix is trying to do. I think it's fucking dumb. Uh, real quick, some things I've watched recently. I watched. Oh my goodness! So this month, uh, the month of February, I gave to Gabby because I take over October with horror movies. So I was like, you can pick all the movies this month because she always has some really good shit. And uh, she's doing rom coms because it's February, and she's showing me some really good stuff, man. Uh, she always has some great fucking movies. But oh yeah, you watched uh, you. You. Or you people. I'm sorry. You yeah, people. It was funny, but it was like, I don't think I'm allowed to laugh at this. <laughs> it was so, it was crossing and not even just like it was crossing like lines for both white and black people. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to yeah, laugh at this. Th- there was some of it that I was like, mm. I mean, like, yeah, I, like, yes, that is humorous. But yeah, but <laughs> I don't I, I don't think I am 
contractually allowed yeah. to utter chuckles. But everyone on screen, you know, is, most of them are laughing or Jonah Hill's just like, stop that. Like, you need to cut. So I'm like, is this okay? I don't know. So it was weird. But it was, I mean, it was fucking funny. Yeah. Jonah Hill and uh, Eddie Murphy was a very interesting combination. I, I, I'll <laughs> tell you what. I need more Jonah Hill movies. Yeah. More, more. Yeah. Because he's fucking, dude, he's so funny. I mean, I did not like his hair. Oh my god, he looked like a like a greasy hobo with that hair. Like that hair was not looking good. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed this, but like uh, basically every movie where he plays into his Jewish heritage, he's got his hair slicked back. Oh, true. War okay. Dogs. True, this true. one. Um, what was the what was the fucking other one? Wasn't uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Maybe I don't he, think he had curly hair in that one. No, nah, he was he was Jersey, not Jewish. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, he had that fucking great accent. That's right. Uh, but yeah, that one was pretty funny. Uh, I gave it a three out of five. Um, I watched the one I love, which holy motherfuck. If you've never seen this, it's Elizabeth Moss. It is um, Mark Duplass. And, the, and pretty much the only thing I can say is they go on vacation to save their marriage. And it just it's it's that's all I can say. They go on vacation. There's a house on vacation. And then there's like this little like Airbnb thing in the back. And then they go over there and shit goes downhill. It's got a 3.6 out of five. It is currently, it's not streaming. I had to rent it on Amazon. That was one of the wildest movies I've ever seen. I gave it a four and a half out of five. And then I saw knock at the cabin, which me and Gabby are going to talk about that next That's week. That's the, uh, Shyamalan one, right? Dude. Some, some of his best work in my opinion. Honestly, okay. honestly, it was way better than old, like way better. And it, see, and, and I, Dave Bautista fucking killed I, it. And, and oh. see, see, that's he what I said. It. That's what I said when I saw the fucking trailer originally. When yeah. I talked to you guys in the group chat, I was yep. like, I was like, Bautista's either going to massively flop or he is going to destroy yeah. the role. There is no he, in between. He killed it because he, he's been saying for a while he wanted to go into more serious roles and he's kind of done doing Drax. And I'm like, you do that. Like, do it. And he did it. I'm like, yes. So this is going to solidify him as like a person who can do dramatic roles and do them well. And I hope he gets other movies based on his performance in this because it was so fucking amazing. I'm not going to say my rating on that because that's going to come back around do, at the end of the year. Do you think Shyamalan has finally like started listening to the criticism? <laughs> I think so because the, the twist in this one is, is a little different and it's, it's almost like if you see it or, you know, whenever you see it, we'll have to talk about it. Cause it's, it's interesting what he did with this one. And I, I really want to talk to people about it, but I don't want to spoil anything right now. But I recommend going to see that. It is amazing. And the, not just Batista killed it. Every single person. Jonathan Groff, uh, Rupert Grint from, you know, he's, he played Ron in Harry Potter. Yeah. Everybody's performance was so fucking gripping and just astonishing. I was like, this is not only a well-shot movie. It's well-acted. Great original story. It's based off a book, though. So, I mean, you know, Shyamalan does his own thing. But very, very good. Very well done. Um, and then I watched something called All Eyes, which I need you to watch. Because it was the weirdest fucking movie I've seen in a while. It's on Amazon Prime. It's like 85 minutes. Um, I need you to watch that because it also involves podcasting. I was like, I'm down. But yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. And then last night I watched a dark song, which I remember hating. I don't know if you've seen a dark song. Okay, nope. that's another banger. I, I remember hating it, so I watched it last night. Fucking brilliant movie. Such a good time. Another one I recommend. Um, anything you've watched besides Last of Us? Or have, um, you, have you been so, stuck on that? No, so I've actually been going back down the hole of uh, horror like shorts Ooh, okay. on YouTube. There's actually one uh, that stuck with me a little bit. I'm going to force you to watch it. Okay, it's what like, is it? It's called The Portrait of God. Ooh. It's uh, seven minutes and 30 seconds long. So when we go off air, I'm going to make you watch it. And we're going to watch it right here on this fucking screen. And I want you to be as unfucking comfortable as I want. Was. I got it right here. Now I want to watch it with surround sound, man. I want to. I want to get the full experience. Yeah, but I want. I want to like what? There, it's. It's not about the sound. Yeah, true. I, I want to watch your reaction. All right. <laughs> I'd rather watch it with not these speakers, though. I'm just saying. I mean, fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, Nine hundred three thousand views. Also, and then uh, right underneath it, missionaries in Sanford. Yeah. <laughs> Because of God, no, I'm good. Uh, so you've been going down the rap, and that's a, that's a forever rabbit hole. Oh, it, it's, it's <laughs> it fucking endless. end. So is, what I've started doing is because I'll, I'll watch them on my phone, yeah. just because I never take my laptop out anymore, and I'll just be there and I'll type in horror shorts. I'll sort by because uh, YouTube gives you the option to sort by like five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. Yeah. Oh, they do really? Yeah, on oh, at shit. least at least on the mobile app. They oh, do. that's cool. 
So what I'll do is I'll just like pick a time limit and then uh, when it comes up, I'll just go it's swipe up, let it start scrolling and just pick one. Oh my god, okay. I like that. It's like it's, a mystery bag. You don't know what you're gonna get. And and nine awesome. and nine times out of ten, it's at least palatable. Okay. They're, like we as a society need to stop giving money to big ass directors. And just reach out to like 10 of these motherfuckers. Yeah, there's like, a lot of good like, shit on there. Like 10 people could crank out 200 movies in the next decade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, this, the thing that they're doing with Kane might be a doorway into exploring I, I, that I more. I so hope it I is. I so hope it is. Because, yeah, there's a lot of good shorts out there. Uh, let's go on to some facts here real quick before we get into the movie. So two more uh, facts on black history. We've got, oh, where'd my mouse go? Fucking come back. Here we go. So civil rights leaders helped popularize Black History Month. In addition to Woodson, who I mentioned last week, many civil rights activists and protesters contributed to black history, including Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, Mary White Ovington, and Martin Luther King Jr. So speaking real quick, I learned something about Rosa Parks uh, like last week or something, which makes her story that much more fucking badass. So the story we know about Rosa Parks, she gets on the bus, white man's like, yeah, get the fuck out. And she, she's like, I will not give up my seat. Yeah. Right. Um, were, were you ever taught that that was like a random happenstance of this hero lady just being no. sick of it all? I learned about the thing you're about to say. Yeah. That she, uh, yeah. that she was a plant by yeah. the, the silver. I was yeah. like, that's fucking lit. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a thing as it was, it was made as like a protest. Yeah. And yeah. Not, so not only was she already a hero for doing that, she was chosen to yeah. be that, which makes her that much more badass. Yeah. I thought that was no, fucking yeah. dope. That's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I recently too, uh, through TikTok or something found that out. And I'm like, that is fucking amazing. I was like, good for her twice. Like, that's yeah. that's so cool. Uh, so yeah, activists. And then we've got sociologist W.E.B. Du Bois, a founding member of the Civil Rights Organization. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People was a prominent black intellectual who wrote extensively on black struggles. He described black Americans as experiencers of double consciousness, which describes the two-ness, quote-unquote, of the African-American identity. Did you, uh, did you pick this one specifically for this movie? No, I just had a list. I, I found like a list of twelve, and I just threw. I just throw in two on each episode. Cause uh, if if you reread that, oh shit, <laughs> oh wow, that's a that's that, a that that's play- a really nice coincidence. It just ha- it just happens, man. I swear, it just happens. <laughs> uh, black students protested for Black History Month, according to the a- uh, ASALH during the civil rights movement in the mid nineteen sixties. College students at Ohio's Kent State University led protests calling for the establishment of black studies, departments, and courses focusing on the accomplishments of African-Americans. Students also demanded that colleges extend Negro History Week into a month-long celebration. In 1976, President Gerald Ford established a month-long observation in the United States. So yeah, there's a couple more facts. We will obviously give you some more next week. Let's get on to the IMDb summary of this movie. Have we seen this? No, we have not. This is new for both of us. I don't know how I found this, where it came from, but... um, yeah, it's here, and it's also an an Amazon original. So this yeah. will, this will always be on Amazon, which is great. Um, so Black Box from 2020, released on October 6th of that year in the U.S. It is not rated. Uh, no sex and nudity, mild violence and gore, mild profanity, mild alcohol, drugs and smoking, and moderate frightening and intense scenes. Coming in at an hour and 40 minutes, listed as a horror mystery sci-fi thriller. Which is funny because on my Amazon, that's not how it was listed at all. On your Amazon? Yeah. Amazon is, it lists things very it's, odd. So on Amazon, it's listed as sci-fi, suspense, thriller. Something, something. So, yeah, and something. Something, something. Something, something. Dark side. Horror. <laughs> something, something, sci-fi. <laughs> That's a fucking great impersonation. <laughs> I'll give it to you. An impersonation of an impersonation. Exactly, yeah. Uh, directed by Emmanuel Ose Kafour, I believe that's how you pronounce that, who has nine directing credits, also did episode five of The Midnight Club. He also wrote it as well, uh, but he uh, he has five writing credits, only did four prior short or short films prior to this one. So this is his first like movie that he wrote and directed. Uh, Stephen Herman also helped write this. He has some shorts in his, you know, catalog as well, but nothing really big before this movie produced by 13 people, including Jason Blum. I'm pretty sure he's been on every fucking episode this year. Uh, he, he produces a lot. This was actually a Blumhouse Amazon, like, you know, mashup. 
composed by Brandon Roberts. 51 composer credits. Also did The Axe Murders of Velisca Underwater. 14 episodes of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. And also Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Cinematography. The good one. The good one, yes. Cinematography by Hilda Mercado. 37 cinematographer credits. Did not recognize anything. And then we have edited by Glenn Garland who has also done things like The Devil's Rejects, Halloween 1 and 2, The Rob Zombie, The Lords of Salem, 3 from Hell, and The Turning. So You know what's <laughs> you, you know what's funny though is you can very much tell by the editing style that this guy worked with Zombie a lot. Yeah, he pretty much he's done every single one of his movies besides The Monsters and um uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm pretty sure that's everything that Zombie's done. So yeah, he's done a lot of his movies. <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. It's 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 very it's very jumpy, like a lot of Rob yeah. Zombie movies are. It makes sense. Uh, again, I I'm so sorry if I butcher these names. I'm doing my best, but starring Malmadow, Malmadu. I'm so sorry, uh, Athi. There's not really like a pronunciation on the names. You know what I mean? I guess I could probably try to Google I, I, it. I would. I would venture to say it would be like Mamadou. No, Mamadou. Mamadou. That's probably it. Um, Athi as Nolan. Twenty acting credits. Also in Underwater as Rodrigo, Nagenda or Nagenda, um, and Jurassic World Dominion as Ramsey Cole. We've got Felicia. Rashad as Lillian, who has 81 acting credits, was also in 194 episodes of The Cosby Show as Claire Huxtable. That's who that was. I, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so I was like, that's, I was, that's I was, where I know you from. <laughs> I was like, why am I not nearly as put off by the sinister bitch as I should be? And now I'm like, oh. Oh. I gotcha. Uh, she's also in Creed 1 and 2 as Mary Ann Creed and Soul, the Disney Pixar movie as Libba. We've got Tosin Mora Hanfola as Gary, who has 43 acting credits, didn't do anything I recognize. And then we've got Charmaine Bingwa as Miranda, who has 25 acting credits and was also in Back to the Outback as TV reporter. Oh, sorry. Last but not least, we've got Troy James as the backwards man, 22 acting credits, also in The Void as Sleepwalker, Hellboy the new one as Baba Yaga, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark as the Jangly Man, Anything for Jackson as the Suffocating Ghost, and Nightmare Alley as the Snake Man. He was actually on um, America's Got Talent. I think that's what it was. One of those shows where you yeah. go and do something, and that's how he got noticed, and now he's in movies. I'm like, you know what? Good for Interesting. you. Interesting. Yeah, and he's a very bendy guy, as you saw it's, from the movie. It's a, it's a much easier way than fucking uh, Doug Jones had to do. Just oh fucking just fucking be like, yeah, I'll work anywhere I'll for do. anything. Just, yeah, be around there. And then somebody was like, you're a gangly motherfucker. Come over <laughs> here. We're going to put you in some makeup. Yeah, right? <laughs> God bless Doug Jones. Uh, estimated budget of NA because, you know, it's fucking, they did it for streaming. It didn't go theatrical, but apparently it did because there's a worldwide box office gross of 32K. I don't know how that works. Uh, movie was filmed in New Orleans, La uh, Los Angeles, Jesus, Louisiana, and you can watch this on Amazon as it is an Amazon original. Movies that came out around the same time, we've got Babysitter Killer, Killer Queen, Rent-A-Pal, St. Maud, 12-Hour Shift, Hubie Halloween, Bloody Hell, The Mortuary Collection, The Beach House, Come Play, The Dark and the Wicked, and Psycho Gorman. Almost all of those were streaming. Except yeah. for St. Maude. Well, St. Maude went to theaters. But yeah, I'm pretty sure every single one of those was streaming because it was 2020 and movies really were still, you know. Weird. Yeah, yeah. weird at that time. Um, did you have any specific horror moments? Um, not really. Yeah, there wasn't really not, many spooky bits. No. Um, oh, shit. I would say when you first see the hand, when he goes into like the, the void state and all ah, the bones, it, all the but, bones but, cracking. But see, like I was so expecting that because I was like, you know what this motherfucker is not going to do? He's not going to make this the dark place <laughs> from get out. Yeah. Because if he does that, everybody is going to scream at him for being reductive. And I think that's so, why it has the rating it does, because it is very, very, very much vibes like get out. And I was not expecting that. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, there were really no kills in this, so we can't really have a favorite kill. Um, favorite character, uh, mine was Ava. She was a boss. She did everything. Oh, and mine was Gary. Gary? Gary. Oh, yeah, Gary. He, Dude, he looked, tell me he didn't look like John, uh, John Cheadle with a beard. <laughs> I was like, this is like some fucking handsomer version of Don Cheadle. Who is this guy? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um... And then least favorite character for me is a mashup between Brooks and Thomas. I'd see. I didn't like fucking Ava. Really? No, I was like. So you had the complaints that some of my fucking reviews did. 
Because <laughs> I, I thought I, she was great. No, because, no, see, here's why I didn't like her. Because you get, like, this borderline obnoxiously strong, headstrong, smart-talking child. Yeah. And then the minute that everything is fixed, you get one more line. And it's one word. Mm. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. You're, I like, you're, like you're, you're going to round out all of that sass with a single so passive word. And <laughs> they threw the character away. Yeah. They threw the character away. I thought she was at least believable for a kid, though. A lot of people had complaints about her being annoying. I'm like, she's just that's that was me as a kid. I was like, that's I could relate to her. Everyone's annoying when they're a little kid. You can't tell me that you were fucking perfect when you were younger. No, we were all annoying at one point. I thought she was good. Uh, IMDb summary. Black Box is about a man struggling to regain his memory after surviving a tragic car accident. Despite uh, desperate to return to his former self while trying to raise his daughter, he receives an experimental treatment that helps him. That's not right. Helps him probe into a deeper uh, past, which suddenly feels too dark to be his own. Um, yeah, and, uh, it's a pretty crazy movie. It kind of starts out very unassuming in my, in my, um, you know, in my opinion, because it starts off, I thought it was going to be POV. Well, did you also think that? No. So <laughs> it, it starts off and I was like, oh, this is memento. Really? <laughs> it, like, cause it opens with the main character waking up after an unknown assailant injures them. Well, yeah, he's. Well, it starts with the. It's like him and his daughter, and then his daughter wakes him up after. Yeah, the, after the after someone's like trying to shake him awake. And yeah. I was like, whoa, so, what a way to start. So you you get this you get this very weird and because you know you read the f- literal first sen- sentence of the summary, struggling to regain his memory. I'm like, all right, this is this is a Nolan movie. Like I, his like, name and his name is Nolan in the movie. I, I, I think, I think that was a direct. It had to be. Yeah, it had to be a direct. Uh, like you know, um, uh, what's it called? Homage. There we go. Thank you. I can think of words. Uh, so yeah, it's it's Nolan and his daughter Ava, and you can see he's very confused. He literally has notes like uh, guy the guy in Memento. He's like, remember to do this. Remember to do that. And he can't even remember like his daughter's handshake or even like. His fucking boss, Kathy, his daughter has to like show him a picture and she's like, who is this? And he's like, ah, this lady, I can't remember. So he's obviously struggling uh, super hardcore. And I mean, I think I would be too if I lost my memory. But they didn't actually explain the extent of his memory loss. It was no. just like, it's like his memory's fuzzy because it seems that he can make new memories, but it seems that some of his past is just kind of hazy. He's He can't remember really what happened. So they don't necessarily go into it, but you kind of just have to assume... It's it's up to the accident is fuzzy. So it's it's very it's written very much as by a person who doesn't understand how amnesia works. Yeah, pretty much. That, that's kind of what I got, I think. And like, I don't I don't know if they didn't explain it for that reason, because it might have got too convoluted. But yeah, they don't they, you kind of just have to roll with it in the beginning. Well, and it, without giving spoils, they can't really explain it. And make the rest of the movie happen. Yeah, you kind of have to wait for that moment. That really, because yeah. there is a really good twist in this, and it will have you scratching your head for a second because you're like, I don't, I don't know this person. This is a new introduction of this person. What the fuck's going on? He's not been in this entire movie, but then it all makes sense. Um, so it, it kind of goes downhill for Nolan because even his job, he goes back to. He's a uh, photographer for this place called the uh, Southern Texas Chronicle. And he's like one of their best guys. And he talks to Kathy and she's like, yeah, your work is just not what it was like before and fires him. Essentially. It's like, damn, this man just got out of like a three day coma or whatever he was in. He was like pronounced dead. He lost his wife. He has his daughter. And now you're firing him. Like, damn, she's like, I can't sell it to the publishers. They're not going to print it. And I'm like, okay, so this guy's life is kind of just falling apart. Then he also forgets to pick up his daughter at school for the third time, and the lady who brings Ava Holmes, like, hey, if you do this again, I'm going to have to call CPS. So it's not going good for uh, Nolan right now. And then we're introduced to Gary, who you find out later in the movie is his brother, um, because Ava calls him uncle. And I'm like, ah, okay, so you guys are brothers. Oh, they explained that way earlier. I guess I missed that then. I must have been taking notes. Because I know he goes to see Gary, and he's like, oh, hey, and they're, they're acting like they're friends. And I'm like, oh, okay. He, he literally says, oh, hey, bro. Oh, I just thought that was like, you know, um, like, oh, hey, bro. Okay, so then that makes sense. I didn't take it in the literal sense. 
Um, so you have Gary, who's obviously very, very concerned for Nolan because things aren't going again. They're not going well for him. Um, and, no, you know, Nolan's having this really weird struggle with uh, trying to remember who he is because he, he, you see in the beginning he has the hole punched in the wall and he's like, you don't he never got violent. Yeah. No, Gary says that Ava says that he's like, yeah, he, I think he like yelled at Ava the other day, but he doesn't get violent and they don't ever explain now that I'm thinking about it. Now that the movie's over, they don't ever explain that hole besides he punched it. Like, okay, yeah, but they do. Do they? God damn it. Yeah. The, <laughs> it's so hard to take notes the, and pay full attention to a movie. <laughs> the, the entire third act breakdown into the okay, resolution. They, they explain it is, without explaining it. Because, I well, mean, like, they, they don't directly say how it happened, but you have to assume. Well, yeah, yeah. Be, because of the way certain things are working, that outcome yeah. was the, there was, the it, it's it's the foreshadowing of what's actually happening. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That makes it, sense. All it is is foreshadowing. This is why I need you here. You're like, you're like, <laughs> you're like the, you, you fill in all the blanks that I don't get. Um, so as, as Gary can see that Nolan is struggling, he recommends working with this lady, Dr. Brooks. Um, she has this offer, it's experimental surgery, it's risky, but she's like a leading researcher in the field and he's like, all right, whatever. So he finally gives up and goes to talk to her and, uh, she needs to put him under hypnosis to make sure that the memory, the pathways to his memories are corrupted or not. And when she puts him under, that's the first time you see, I don't even, do they have a name for it? I don't think they, they do. No, it's, I just call don't. it the, I just call it the void at this point. Cause it's, it's, it's nothingness. There's so, one spotlight well, on well, Nolan. So it's. In in the context of the movie, it's described as his subconscious. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it is it is literally his subconscious, and uh, that's when we're introduced the first time to the backwards man because you just hear all this crackling and crunching, and then a hand reaches around his shoulder, kind of like what happened in the beginning of the movie, and then he you know wakes up and is like you know fuck that I'm I'm not doing that, um, and he is kind of resistant to the treatment for a little bit, but he really wants to reverse this condition. And Brooks is like, Hey, I, th I think we can do this. Like if you give me some time, you know, I'll be able to do it in a few weeks. And he's like, no, 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 no. I, I need this done. Like now she's like, well, what if we burn the midnight oil and, and you know, just go for it. And uh, he, he agrees to it. So they put him in this thing. It's literally called the black box. And I found it so fucking annoying that it wasn't black. It was white. I was like, why are you calling it the black box? <laughs> it makes the, no... Well, so... Because it, it puts you in... In the bl the black part <sighs> of your mind. It's like, it should, it should at least be painted black. Whatever. So... She, also, we get the next... I'm going to say ripoff of Nolan stuff. What? Where you create your own space to begin with to go other places and that is like directly ripped off from Inception. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. So this movie definitely pulls a lot from other movies, but so they they put him in this thing. Like I said, it's the black box. Uh, they put him under hypnosis to open his subconscious. Then an EEG will read his brain waves and then send them to a processor. The processor extracts the memories and converts them into a virtual experience that he can ex like that he can walk around. It's essentially like a dream, but it's going to feel real. And um, the first session when they go in there, he creates what they call a safe room. And the safe room is his daughter's room. And she's like, do not go out that door. Because if you go out that door, I won't be able to get you back. And that comes back around in the end, which is really cool. Um, and then she's like, picture an analog watch. It'll appear in front of you. And then he pictures an analog watch and picks it up off the counter. I'm like, it's it really cool. It was like they took VR, but like made it into like, you know what I mean? They took yeah. inception, they took get out and like VR and they kind of just mashed it up into this like weird stew. Um, but yeah, then she gives them a, like, you can literally move the crown forward or backwards to go backwards and forwards into your uh, memories. And then if you want to hop out, you just press the crown and you're back into the lab. And, um, it's and the crown for people that don't know, cause I didn't fucking know <laughs> is the dial that moves the, the, the hour hand to get you like to set the time. That's the crown. Yeah. I didn't fucking know that. The only reason that I do know that is, uh, from the Apple watch. They call that the crown. And I was like, Oh, what is this? A, is this a fancy word? Oh, okay. it's not. Yeah. That's the only reason I know what that is. And uh, he gets taken back to his wedding day and he lifts up the veil on his wife's face. And it's all I can only describe it as just like blurry. It's like ring style. You can't see fucking anything. And then that that thing comes back, that backwards man. It starts lurching around and it's all fucking weird and awkward. And then he just, you know, pulls himself out. And uh, Brooks is almost I love the look on Brooks's face. She's like almost confused when she when he says, oh, I saw that thing. He's like the thing from your nightmare. She's like, that's that's fine. That's just your brain trying to cope. I'm like, you're lying. 
Like, yeah, you that, know what that is. That, <laughs> Don't that, you fucking that, lie. That was the first moment where I was like, ah, so you are the bad guy. Yeah, because it, it totally gave it like it gave it away without giving it away. Because it's like you could take you could interpret her saying that as like. She's just trying to be nice about something yeah, like going cautious wrong. So you yeah. don't like fry his brain from trauma. <laughs> or you're a two time son of a bitch and you're just lying to him. Um, but yeah. So the next time he goes in, she's like, hey, just say I run my mind. It does not run from me and you'll be fine. And that doesn't work at all because he no. goes he goes back to some apartment that he says is so familiar. But he's also never lived anywhere else besides his own home. So now, you know, something's fucky. At this point, that's when I was like, okay, I don't know. Did you have any sort of idea where it was going? So, Like at that point when you knew, when he talked to Gary. So I had a completely different suspicion. Oh, okay. All the way up until this point. Okay. Um, I thought that like sort of four brothers style that Gary was going to be one of the bad guys and maybe that was Gary's apartment that had imprinted on him from the okay. violence cause. Yeah. So I was going in a completely different way because the way Gary was acting to me was like caring to a point. Yeah. And I was like, all right, why is Gary suspicious? Yeah. Like, Something's going on a, with Gary. But no, Gary was just like being overly protective of the yeah. last bit of family he has left. Yeah. So because he even told he even told Nolan at one point, he's like, you know, uh, his wife's, uh, wife's name, his wife's name was Rachel. And uh, he's like, I consider Rachel to be, you know, like my sister I never had. So, yeah, he obviously cares about everyone. And it sucks to see his brother going through not only losing his wife, but all the trauma that he seems to be going through. Uh, so. Let's see here. Yeah, he you know, he goes through the whole thing. I've only lived at one place, so I don't know how I could be somewhere that felt so like he's like I knew where everything was in this apartment. Um and you know, he still can't see people's faces, you know, they're still blurry. And the the more they go into these uh dreamlike states, the more the faces become clear. The goal for Brooks is to, for for him to actually see a fully formed face and then he should start regaining his con- you know, his uh his memories, which th- yes, that does work to an extent. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Cause then he asked Gary too. He's like, have I ever gotten physical or fought with my wife? You know? And he's like, I mean, everyone fights, but he's like, you no, you never got physical. He's like, you, you were tame. You were kind of like a weak guy. He kind of like makes fun of him. And Nolan's like, I don't find this funny at all right now. Gary's like, Oh, um, I'm sorry. He's like trying to play around with him, but Nolan's not having any of it. Um, and then Gary's like, you know, I used to live in an apartment you know, maybe you're, he's like, you're just, he's like, there gotta be hallucinations. You know, you're probably just misremembering things, but it feels so real to Nolan because he can literally remember things about a place that he's never been. And uh, he also noticed a clock tower and one of his, uh, when he's at the apartment somehow tracks it down. Like that was, that was one of my biggest things. Like you track that down real quick. How do you even know that was in your fucking, like your area? Well, it was, <laughs> like, it, it, so I choose to believe that they're relying completely on subtext at this point, which saying, okay, so if that was in his memories, he has a memory feeling of a general mm, idea. True. So then he can start Googling like clock towers okay. in Wherever. X area yeah. and get pictures that that's what I chose to believe. But no. that's also like you're asking your audience to do a little bit too much work. Yeah, it does. It does. It does ask a little bit from the audience, but he, he finds it, you know, he takes Ava there and, get, and he goes into the apart, you know, the apartment building that he, cause he recognizes the fence from the, uh, from the memory. So he goes in there and immediately has a flashback of someone falling down the stairs, making those similar sounds to what we hear of the backwards man. So I'm like, okay, those are obviously connected somehow. I don't know to what extent. And then he's able to get inside the apartment for a second while the young girl is going to wake up her mom. And then he sees her almost has this moment of like, I know who you are, but then quickly just runs away. He's like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, meets back up with Gary. Gary is like his fucking rock in this movie. He is the solid foundation to where Nolan can go talk to him about anything. And he's just, he feels nuts at this point because he doesn't know what's going on. And Gary is like, everything's going to be fine. Um, and then that's when Gary takes it upon himself, the boss ass motherfucker that he is to look into his medical records of the night of the accident when Nolan came into the hospital. And he goes further with that in just a second. Um, we see that he was brain dead and in a, like a coma for three days. And then he regained consciousness seemingly out of nowhere, which I don't know about you, but that just doesn't happen. You don't just like three days later, you don't just regain consciousness and be fully, fully aware. It usually takes some time. Um, 
And then session number three, they go back to the wedding, see the backwards man again. Uh, and then the backwards man comes up. This is at least what I remember. The backwards man like came up to him and slapped him back into the safe room, or did he like dial it back? No, no, no. So he stood there waiting for the backwards so, man. And he was like, Psh. I was like, so, Damn. so the backwards man was getting real close, and he was winding up to hit him. Oh, and as it, that's okay. when Nolan hit the button, and that's why Nolan went. Not fucking today. Okay, okay. That's what it was. Yeah, because I was like, man, he just slapped the shit out of him. He, like, sent him back to the safe room. Okay, that's what it was. That's where it was. So then he slaps him back, or he, he goes back to the safe room and then goes back again to the apartment where the backwards man is seen again. Um, uh, whoa. Yeah, so then the backwards man knocks him out that time in the uh, dreamlike state. And at the same time that we hear this, Gary is asking a colleague about Nolan and how he woke up. And we find out that Dr. Brooks took Nolan from her lab or from um, from wherever he was to her lab. And he was completely out when he went in. But when he came back out, he was awake. And that's where I'm going to leave it. So now, you know, Dr. Yeah. Brooks is involved with something. And just so <laughs> you and just so you know, there's still like 55 minutes of this movie. Yeah, left. Th this was at about, yeah, like 56 minutes, almost an hour ish. And yeah, it's an hour 40. So. There's in it, and you know, I saw some, you know, some things that complained about the uh, the second act or the third act, and honestly, it did dip for a second for me. Like it really, yeah. it, I was like, okay, you got to pick it back up. But then it did pick back up, and I was happy with the outcome. I was happy with where the movie landed. Like it, it worked for me. But I think they could have shaved off like maybe like five or six minutes, and then the the the, the, the pacing would have been much better. But yeah, we we could have taken ten seconds. Off of every close-up of Nolan's face. <laughs> yeah. And we would have had an hour, 20-minute movie. Yeah. So, yeah, there, <laughs> there are some pacing issues for me, but I got exactly what, like, I was like, okay, the, it needs to end at least this way. And it did, so I was happy that at least for, for, for once I got the ending that made me happy. But, I mean, overall thoughts of this movie, I mean, what do, what, do you, what do you think about it? So, it's funny that you have camera work on this list because that's my biggest gripe. Really? Um, the camera work and lighting were fucking atrocious. Really? This movie gave me a physical headache to watch. Oh, wow. Like, it was... Damn. It was bad. I didn't... Um, I thought it was great. The... Like, I get the thematic coloring of why you're taking the memories from the original color palette and washing them out in blues and blacks because it's your subconscious and it's supposed to be a dreamlike state, but it was muddy. The, half the time he was walking through scenes, I, like you just lost what he looked like, which, hmm. which stylistically was probably the intent. It was just bad. Um, it was also, there was a lot of it that I was like, all right, y'all didn't even y'all didn't even change the name on the homework on this one. Like they, there was just too much that they took from other places for me to go, all right, this is original enough for me to say this is original. Yeah. Um it's it's just a little bit too piecemealy. Um now that being said, story-wise is fucking great. The acting phenomenal yeah solid the, acting. the the premise is really good it the the reveal and like the slight twist even though they looking back they heavy-handedly show you what the fuck is going on um the reveal was like okay all right how are they, i even said to you how are they gonna follow this oh, yeah. next 41 minutes and i was like i'm not there yet but hold on and then the twist happens yeah if they would have done the twist a little bit later it might have worked out to their advantage, but they, you know they did it at about an hour, so it's like you have, still have about thirty five yeah. minutes, you know, with credits to get through. So and and it, like I would have been I would have been more alright with it if they would have given me more than a five minute final confrontation sequence. Yeah, if they would have upped that a little bit. Yeah, I, like that twist though. I just I never saw that coming. No, not, neither did I. And I was uh, yeah, I was I was so blown away by that. I like like shot up out of my seat. I was like. Because you're so confused for like five or ten seconds. You're like, I don't know where this is going. And the second he says one word, I was like, holy shit. Wow. Way to just pull. That was, I was, I was impressed. Definitely an original uh, twist for sure. But you're right. They do kind of take from like four different things. I mean, it is what it is. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Overall, did you enjoy it, though? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, uh, Despite the negatives you have to say, yeah. it, was, it was a good time. Okay. I do have a goof for you, though, that I noticed myself. Oh, okay. So when uh, Dr. Brooks is typing on the computer, getting ready to start up the black box sequence, when you... With the type of, like, system that she is using, which is, like, a comically bad version of DOS yeah. that she's using, um, when she goes to execute it, it says, execute, question mark. And generally, with that type of system, you either hit the key Y uh-huh. or the key N. She never hits either of those keys. She just hits a... Ra- and it's a different key every time. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- there's uh, with movies that are kind of not well known like this. There's usually there was two things of trivia, but it was just like, okay, cool. Like it wasn't worthy enough, and I didn't see any goofs. So yeah, yeah, that that was my one. That's goof. hilarious. Okay, uh, all right then. So let's move on to the ratings here. Uh, there's a, it's got some pretty good marks for, uh, for the most part. Uh, it's got a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, a 3.0 out of 5 on Letterboxd, has a 71% on the tomato meter, and a 65% audience score. So not too bad. Uh, I gave it, I wind up giving it a 4 out of 5, uh, mainly due to the fact that that twist literally blew my socks off. Wasn't I mean, I was expecting some sort of twist, but I thought it was going to be completely different than what we got. What did you give it? Uh, I hadn't rated it when I got over here yet. I was still deciding. Um, I'm gonna give it a 3.5. Okay. Because it, it was good. The story carried it into the 0.5 territory, but the, that, that other 0.5, I just, the camera work would just, when it gives yeah. me a headache is like, sorry. Damn. Okay. That is still a respectable score. Um, and then we've got similar movies. According to Letterboxd, you should have left hide and seek. The Haunting of Hill House, Us, and Dream House, and similar movies according to IMDb. We have Nocturne, The Lie, The Manor, Evil Eye, and another black box from 2021. So, yeah, there's that. I guess there's multiple movies. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. And it's actually, I think that one's actually about a black box from like a plane. Yeah. I believe. I think that's what they're called, right? Black mm-hmm. box? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there is that. Let's get on to some bad reviews here. There was quite a few that I could find. So uh, I'll let you start over there, sir. So uh, the first three one-star reviews um, on Letterboxd. First one from Lin Yufo. <laughs> um, literally the lamest Black Mirror episode imaginable. Goddamn. What a sleeping pill this is. Oh, my God. What a sleeping pill. Jeez. Um, Followed up by Ian. A, bl- a bad Black Mirror episode with randomly placed horror? Question mark. <laughs> well, Black Mirror is, is pretty much horror, right? Um, it's a suspense thriller. And then from Matt, absolutely bloody dreadful. It's like Amazon looked at all the shit Netflix uh, all uh, I'm sorry. It's like Amazon looked at all the shit Netflix originals and thought, Hmm, we'll have some of that. The acting was so bad. I reckon I could have done better. And my filmography consists of playing young Scrooge when I was about eight. <laughs> Damn. And then I got, I got one more. Okay. Um, <laughs> on IMDB, a one out of 10, Posted October 7th, 2020. So like the day after this movie came out. Oh my God. Oh shit. Um, trash. Not work the film it's printed on. Don't waste your money. Oh man. People were fucking relentless. <laughs> Yo. Wow. All right. I've got a few here. I'm going to try to, like, yeah, a few of them dissing the girl. Which is like, bro, she's seven. Fuck off. Like, it's like the Razzies nominating the chick from Firestarter. Like, bro, calm down. So one and a half from Cam on Letterboxd. His daughter is so annoying. That's it. Nothing else. They weren't going to expand on that. <laughs> one and a half from Cameron. Whoa. One, two, three, two, one. May have been the worst child actor I've ever seen. Sorry for hating on a seven-year-old. Shout out to Phelps. I've seen much worse child yeah, did, actors. Did you watch Poltergeist? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Car- Carol Ann? Yeah. Don't be talking about Carol Ann. <laughs> She's a fucking sweetheart. She's great. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this is probably my favorite one. Two stars on Letterboxd. When I was watching this movie, I was straight up not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, let's see. And then, yeah, one star from uh, their name is a heart emoji. Okay. Get Out meets Black Mirror and not in the best way. And last but not least, we have two stars from Talus. I'm going to need a brain transplant after that one. <laughs> Man, you guys are fucking ruthless. Yeah. Holy shit. But I don't know. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. It's probably not going to be the level of a slap, but it is, uh, we'll call it like a half slap. Half slap fright. <laughs> How do we do a half slap? <laughs> so that is Black Box from 2020. Check it out on Amazon Prime. It'll be there till the day Amazon dies, I assume, unless they decide to pull it for some weird reason. Uh, me, not available in your country. Like, God damn it. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got to tell you where to find us. Uh, find us on Facebook at Frightmares and Instagram and Slasher app at Frightmares Podcast. Twitter, Frightmares underscore pod. Um, I'm also on TikTok at silver.shamrock. I'm also on Letterboxd at Dr. Proctor. You are Frightmares Corey. Frightmares Corey. Me and Gabby will be back doing a movie from the 70s for the next installment of Black History Month. So until then, stay tuned and stay spooky, motherfucker.